Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Welcome to another episode of Design Freaks, the podcast. So this is a podcast about music industry, art, and design, and I like to talk to fellow creatives about uh, record covers, posters, zines, etc., the stories and people behind the graphics. I'm Clarita, and I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 57 Goodbye, 2022. Hello, 2023. Uh, My guests for this episode, well, first I'm going to talk a little bit about um, my favorite record covers of 2022 and um, a little rundown of some guest thank yous. Uh, And then I'm going to talk to my guests, Matt and Chris from Damaged Goods Radio out of North Carolina. Uh, We had a really fun talk about their favorite record covers of all time being goofy or, you know, great or awful. Yeah. And of course, we're going to talk about their show and the scene in North Carolina, the music scene. And I love their show. They play awesome music. Check it out. But first, before the interview, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share it with other vinyl and design freaks. And leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Uh, you can find everything at designfreakspodcast.com. And I'm at underscore designfreakspodcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, so go to my website if you want to donate, buy merch, etc. And I want to give a uh, thank you to all of my guests. Thank you. Thank you to all my guests from 2022. It's been quite a year. Um, I'm super grateful. I got to talk. When I prepared this for for this show, I just couldn't believe all these uh, names I was listing. How lucky am I? I got to talk to all these amazing guests and got to share it with you. So first guest of 2022, Marcus Wilson, also one of my favorite record covers of 2022. Uh, The Ononos released their album this year on Cruisin' Records. And uh, Marcus and I took a little trip down memory lane and then talked about artist origins and just all kinds of creative stuff. <clears throat> really funny, really cool. Um, Jeff Kleinsmith I interviewed this year from Sub Pop and The Rocket. Amazing. I hope I get to talk to Jeff again. They've been busy at Sub Pop and uh, since we spoke, so I'd love to go over all the the stuff they've they've done even since then. Just so prolific, so much great work. Um, Callum Rooney from New Zealand, sorry, Callum, uh, fantastic uh, psychedelic artist and designer. Raisa Pardini, I got to speak with her while she was on her art, artist residency in Ibiza. Um, such a cool inspiring international designer. Just really, really cool. Aaron Tanner from Melodic Virtue. He's responsible for publishing and distributing uh, books on the Butthole Surfers, The Residents, many more. Check it out. Nick Turner was another episode this year of Sub Pop Records and formerly KEXP's Punk Show Sonic Reducer, where I got to uh, work is, is a strong word. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Nick is such a joy to talk to. He has a humongous collection. So we went over his favorite crazy punk and hardcore covers and, and many other genres that I 
don't even remember at this point. But um, <laughs> of course, Masake Koike, Grammy Award winning graphic designer, artist and founder of Fixed Design. Uh, we discussed the uh, album covers and box sets that like won him Grammys, got him nominations. So much great stuff. Um, and of course, the fascinating process behind Lou Reed, Words and Music, May 1965, packaging. So beautiful, so amazing. Um, he worked with Laurie Anderson and Light in the Attic Records on that project. Truly inspiring and uh, delightful guest. Great conversation. Of course, the great Tim Kerr, uh, artist and founder of Texas punk band Big Boys. We had never met before. I can't even believe it. Um, we talk about his other musical projects, um, his art and community building. Very cool to speak with him finally. Of course, Zach Sally, comic artist and musician. He's behind the artwork for fellow Ruinist media podcast, Tour Stories. He's also a musician, most notably from the band Low. Um, they lost Mimi Parker this year, and that happened one day after we recorded. Um, we do talk about his album art for them, and... Um, you know, very surreal experience having lost Mimi. And then, you know, I just learned because, you know, we've all been staring at those record covers, hearing what went on behind it was so cool. Um, thank you so much, Zach. Jeffrey Everett of Rockets Are Red. So many entertaining stories behind his work, posters, etc. And now Matt and Chris from Damage Goods Radio. What a year. Um, <laughs> something else that was life changing and beautiful that happened this year. Of course, I can't talk about 2022 without bringing this up, but uh, I wrote an essay. Technically, it was in 2021, but the book came out this year, The Wild World of Barney Bubbles by Paul Gorman. It is probably one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Um, proud to have it as part of my legacy. Huge thank you to Paul Gorman for reaching out and then including my contribution in the actual book. I mean, my essay is that I wrote about Barney Bubbles, about my episode with Brian Standridge, um, that precedes Peter Seville's essay. And he is the iconic and uh, legendary graphic designer for Joy Division. I mean, not even one day goes by that I don't see some form of that, you know, Unknown Pleasures cover in some way, some parody or something. I mean, yeah. So anyway, at, right after him, and then I'm in the same spread with Billy Bragg. Give me a break. Um, so he worked with Barney. He had a lot to say. And wow, really cool. I mean, proletariat hero, champion of the working class, amazing songwriter. I could go on and on. So, um, yeah, I think uh, when I think about that book, I am still in shock a little bit. I still can't believe it. Um, is it an elaborate prank? Um <laughs> So also, The Wild World of Barney Bubbles was selected by Mother Jones Magazine as one of the books we needed in 2022. It's a really cool list, too. There's tons of other great books there. Um, and like Mother Jones, we recommend you support independent booksellers and uh, or buy it via bookshop.org. Uh, so yeah, lots happened this year. I got my Instagram hacked, the Design Freaks Instagram. But thanks to my friend Lou... See, we need community. Thanks to Lou, I got it back. So yes, a good portion of this year was rocky, to say the least, but with help from new and old friends. Um, man, I've had such a wonderful fall season. Fall of 2022 was amazing um, and doing much better. I'm pretty excited for 23. We have some great new stuff going on with the podcast and the Ruinous Media Network. Um, Ruinous already has a bunch of YouTubes up. Go check them out on YouTube. And I, I do already have, I do have a YouTube. Uh, I don't, <clears throat> I don't have much there yet, but there will be. So keep an eye on that if you want to subscribe now and then it'll just pop up when it's there. Um, that's how it works. Just explained subscriptions to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm realizing a lot of people prefer YouTube as a podcast format. Um, and a lot of people watch podcasts. So um, I'm now using a new platform for recording where we get to record video. Um, it may not apply to every show, but at least we will have some stuff up there for you all. 
Yeah. So let's get into my favorite. I have, it's titled here in my notes, the best album covers, but it's my favorite. Um, it's the best according to me. And some of these are just the covers. Some are both the record and the cover that I'm recommending. I try to find out as much about the artists as possible. Sometimes there isn't enough info or enough time to hunt it down. So um, I'm giving you the names and you can go forth with that how you wish. Or maybe I'll expound on it at a later date on, a, on another episode. So number one, artwork by Adele Rodriguez for Lucifer on the Moon by Spoon. Now, Spoon released two albums on Matador this year, Lucifer on the Sofa and Lucifer on the uh, Moon. I almost said Lucifer on the Spoon. Oy. So um, both of them are designed by the same team, but the artwork they used were by different artists. Um, the Lucifer on the Moon was Adele Rodriguez, and he um, has done some other like kind of political work. Uh, let's see. So I knew him from the uh, Time magazine cover, the one with Trump's melting face. But it's kind of like graphic, you know, it's not a drawing. It's it's definitely um, very minimal. He do, like doesn't have eyes or anything. It's very creepy. Um, and this particular one, it's red and black. It's very stark. It's very bold. Um, there's, it's, it's, I hate to say simple. It's just bold and minimal. Um, and it's a, a figure, a, a yelling figure with fangs. And it looks kind of like... Uh, a parody of the uh, the painting called The Screamer. And it's also it also reminds me, is that what it's called, The Screamer, that painting? Um, it also reminds me of The Screamer's record cover by Gary Panter. Um, look that up if you've never seen it. It's also, um, it's a, some kind of screen print. And then it's also very simple, very bold graphic, um, just like this. Uh, so, but I like the, with this, I like how the art and design work together because you can tell that it's hand touched. And even though it is acrylic on paper, um, I believe that's how Adele Rodriguez works. Um, you can tell that it was later, uh, sort of treated graphically by these designers and the people listed, credited with that design are uh, Jamie James Medina, <laughs> Matt DeJong, and Undercard, I believe is, is a company. But um, yeah, illustration by Adele Rodriguez. Moving on to the next one. Number two, Office Culture. The album is called Big Time Things. Now, I've only heard a couple songs. I'm not super into this band per se. It's not offensive by any means. It's just maybe not my cup of tea. But I love the artwork because it's also in the interplay of the art and design. So in this case, you have a painting interacting with typography in a really lovely way. Designed by Jules Evans and paintings by Winston Cook Wilson. Number three, Gary Wilson and the Blind Dates. Now this is technically from a live performance. It's live in Dallas 2015, but uh, this is a cassette release uh, from this year. And I absolutely love this artwork. I love all of Gary's artwork, but um, it's mostly just a, a photo. Uh, it's a treated photo of um, his stage sort of set up, his props, and that's kind of enough. If you've ever seen a Gary Wilson show, and if you haven't, please do yourself a favor. It's quite a spectacle. Number four, Corey J. Brewer. Corey J. Brewer, Velvet Vampire. And that is on, the next two are on SFI recordings. Um, that artwork for Corey was done by Haunt Love. And if you, H-A-U-N-T, love. So if you go to hauntlove.com, you will see um, all their other work, which is fantastic. Lots of Xerox uh, aesthetic, lots of like halftone, but also bright colors. They did quite a few horror posters, which chef's kiss. I mean, this is what you want in a horror poster. I absolutely love the design. All of SFI recordings designs are just spectacular. Um, 
And then I believe all their record covers are screen printed. So get your hands on those. Number five, also on SFI recording, Steve Moore, Positronic Neural Pathways. This was done by Telepath Design. Um, and this is sort of a, um, I would say like a 1960s sort of science fiction, a little bit uh, of an intersection of maybe a little psychedelia, psychedelic science, copyright TM. Um, and this telepath design is Gabe Chicoine, Chicoine. I want to say Chicoine out of Austin, Texas. Number six, Black Keys, Dropout Buggy, art directed by our friend Perry Shall. Great work, Perry. Uh, very cool. It's a mixture of photography and design. The next one is a photographer. Her name's Matilda Finn. And I'm not that familiar with this artist, but um, this musical artist, but he's very popular. Um, his name's Weekend. And I absolutely love this cover because it it not only goes with the flow of his other covers, because it's always pretty much his face in some way, but, um, oh, and by the way, the name of the album is called Dawn FM, and it was done by director and photographer Matilda Finn, and you can go see her other work at matilda-finn.com. And yeah, so it goes with his covers, but it also is right in line with the rest of her work. And her work is so spooky and so creepy. I love it. Um, there's a lot going on. It's very dark where you're just like, what's happening there? And you kind of have to pay attention and, you know, really look carefully, which, and, you know, today we're streaming a lot of music, not buying as many records. So it's cool when artwork like draws you in and it's kind of like, it makes you think about it a lot. And this kind of stuck with me. I, I really liked it. So anyways, and it, yeah, it's his face and he looks aged. But on her website, the re I think the, the rest of the shoot is there and there's a lot more going on. Anyways, at number eight, Lou Reed, Words and Music, 1965, designed by Masake Kawike. And um, yeah, if you listen to my episode, he talks all about it. Um, but uh, that was released this year by Light in the Attic Records. There's also a podcast on Ruinous Media uh, all about that process, uh, the process of finding the um, the demos uh, within the Lou Reed archive. So anyways, number nine, like I said before, Oh No Knows by Marcus Wilson for Cruisin' Records. I don't have a number 10. <laughs> I guess I could have just found one, but I did. Nothing came to mind, but number 10 is for you to decide. Uh, okay. This is a long intro, so I'm going to get to the rest of the show. If you'd like to sponsor the show and for more music related podcasts, check out ruinousmedia.com. Um, so finally you're going to hear the interview with Matt and Chris from Damaged Goods Radio. You'll hear us talking about right when I started recording, um, we were talking about Bodie the cat because he made a little appearance. He was kind of swishing and sashaying in front of the camera. And, you know, since we recorded this, um, he's passed away. So I just want to dedicate this episode to Bodie. And he was a big Maine Coon cat. And if you've ever uh, spent time with a Maine Coon, you know, they're very special. And <clears throat> there's a lot going on. They have an extra twinkle in their eye. And, um, yeah, so, um, rest in peace, Bodie, rest in peace, all the people that we lost this year, all the animals and friends and pets, um, time marches on, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I, I got to meet Bodie briefly. If you go to the at damaged goods, Inc on Instagram, you'll see lots more pictures of him there. And, um, yeah. And then also I'll have all the photos of the records that they're holding up. So we didn't do the video platform yet for this episode, but I did take a lot of pictures of uh, the records they were showing me when we were talking. So uh, if you want, if you're not driving while you're listening and you want to check those out, go to any of uh, the places. There will be links in the show notes and yeah, designfreakspodcast.com. Anyway, get ready to go to North Carolina. Here's my chat with Matt and Chris. 
from Damaged Goods Radio. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. And Happy New Year. So he, talks he does. A lot he's too, about huh? uh, almost twenty pounds. So yeah. <gasps> so Bodhi, you should get camera oh. man and just interview Bodhi. <laughs> I know. He's more interesting really than should. either of us. <laughs> well, um, I don't believe that. But I have listened to your show a little bit and um, love all the music you play. Did you start as a radio show and then kind of? switch over to podcasting because i there's a few of those out yeah, so there in and i really 2014 like uh i was actually a friend of mine started an internet radio station in raleigh north carolina called little raleigh radio and i was djing uh, at the college station in greensboro called wqfs and i was bummed because i came back to raleigh and i, I was like i want to do djing and um i actually just heard this guy talking about it at a bar one night and I just barged in the conversation. I was like, hey, I'm a DJ. And we became uh, good friends. And he, uh, so then I, I was like, let me do a show. So I did, um, we had, a, we have a studio and all that. And so I went in there and uh, just started doing my show. And then it occurred to me at a show one night, I was like, I can interview bands because I have a radio show. So it, I, it kind of started yeah. really just, I had no idea what I was doing. Then Chris came along later. Um, he's actually the third co-host. So, yeah, because it was oh, originally wow. me and my friend Aaron, and then uh, a guy named Seth, and then uh, Chris came along about five years ago and started doing some guest spots of the show. And he was really funny and uh, just a uh, he has a lot of interesting interesting things to say, and he has great taste in music. So, huh. why not? He said I was one of the few guest hosts that actually interacted with them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I what I said? That. That's awesome. So do you have like live performances on? Do you is it just all recorded music or not that that's we, not enough? Well, sometimes we'll do I'll go to a show and interview a band or or on Skype uh -huh. or you know on Zoom sometimes, but we haven't done any live music on the show. I've thought about that. That would be Kind of like the Peel sessions for John Peel. I would love to do something like that. So that's a that is a pipe yeah. dream at the moment. So we'll see. And then put <laughs> right. out a record. Yeah, I, I think our last <laughs> episode was an interview with uh, Cordelux, and that went really yes. well. That that did go really well. They're a band from the beaches of North Carolina, and they do kind of uh, shoegaze style music, which was cool. I didn't know that anyone played shoegaze kind of music at the beach, so that was pretty. Pretty great. There's there's some great bands in the area. There's a band called Paint Fumes. They're a great garage punk band out of the uh, Charlotte area. They're one of my favorite bands. And they played a show with King Con and the Shrines here a few years ago. That was pretty amazing. And they oh, ended cool. up jamming together in the basically in the basement of this club after the show and played a 30-minute version of Sister Ray by the Velvet Underground. That was pretty great. So <gasps> um, oh. and there's also there's a band called Patois Counselors that's my favorite North Carolina band. And uh -huh. very much post-punk. Uh, very, I guess, kind of like the fall, very much in that vein, or Gang of Four, that kind of thing. So, um, yes, yeah, so there's definitely some great bands in the area. What, what about you, Chris? What do you? Probably one of uh, my favorite bands in the local area is a band called um, Absent Lovers, and they're kind of a cyberpunk prog rock theme band. Um, and they're they're out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I really enjoy them. They released their first LP recently, just called Absent Lovers. But I actually did some artwork for them, very amateur artwork at that, for one of their EPs, and they dug it. I really like them. 
Uh, I'm trying to think other bands. There's one out of uh, Boone, North Carolina, called The Nude Party. They're really good. They're kind of a kind of a quirky rock band. They're, it's a hard to define a genre for what they are, but I've seen them here in North Carolina, seen them at Bonnaroo. Really fantastic, enjoyable band. That's the thing about North Carolina is it has a really good music scene. Um, yeah. Just in yeah. Raleigh alone, I mean, there's Hopscotch Music Fest. We have the, the Bluegrass Music Fest, if you're oh, into right. that. Uh, Moog Fest used to be here. Art of Cool, which was a jazz fest. So yeah, I saw, saw Gary Newman. Gary Newman played at Moog Fest. Yeah. A few, about, <sighs> yeah, about six years ago. And he did three nights in a row. And he did <clears> his <throat> first three albums on each night. Right. And what? my, my uh, coworker at the time, he said, hey, I, the last minute, he's like, I have a free pass. Do you want to go to the show? And I was four, so... I saw Gary Newman. It happened to be the night he did the Pleasure Principle album. And it was an amazing show. He played this great place called the Carolina Theater in Durham. It's a really great venue. And it's a not cool nonprofit that shows, they show a lot of classic movies and that kind of thing too. But um, yeah, North Carolina has a great, uh, bit of an underrated uh, music history, I would say. I would agree, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Nina Simone is from North Carolina. Yep. No way. And uh, there's a band here. I have some record. This band, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, let me take a picture. I'm not taking video, but I'll take They're a picture from this of the area. screen if you don't mind. Originally. So this it says, uh, beware of imitation. Don't trust this unless it was manufactured by Mammoth Recording in Carborough, North Carolina. So. What's the genre it, again? They were kind of uh, part of the swing revival. And right. they were okay. They were my. Uh -huh. I wasn't, you know, really huge on that scene, but they were my favorite band that came out of that kind of. Uh, some of that stuff is a little too goofy for my taste, but <laughs> but but <laughs> they're a great <laughs> band. That one really big hit song, "Hell." That right. That's, that's on here. Play. Chris, you said you did artwork for what was the band? It was a band called uh, Absent Lovers. Um, out of Raleigh, and right. their guitarist uh, is a good friend of mine uh, named Drew Smith. He's a big fan of uh, Rush, Scorpions, uh, he likes Velvet Underground, and Black Sabbath. And, you know, we were just talking and chatting, and I've been to a few of his shows. And, you know, I just mentioned, you know, that I love doing mm -hmm. artwork, just, and I'm purely an amateur. I'm not professional in any way. And we right. like a lot of the same things, you know, books and you know, movies and stuff and well actually before even that on facebook i sent a couple of pictures to them on social media of just little artwork i did for their band you know like a facebook cover banner or something like that and they really liked it and then they asked me if cool. i wanted to do some artwork for an ep and he kind of gave me some stipulations like we want it to be green we want a grid we want to see static and and that's what i did i can email you the out the cover when yeah, I yeah, can do that. send it to me. I mean, and I actually did it on, majority of it was done on MS Paint. Yeah. That's and awesome. MS Paint and Word. <laughs> I mean, it's purely amateuristic, but I was able to pretty much get as much as you can out of those programs. Yeah, so absolutely. is pen and paper. Everything. Yeah, anything's up for grabs with album art is, you know, I've learned that I... Pre the things I've learned about the artwork I appreciate, um, the process is so varied, you know, and, and yeah, skill and in levels. this particular case, it was incredibly collaborative. You know, I would make something, I would make what I thought they wanted and I would show it to Drew and he's like, well, I like this and this, but change this. And I want more of this and less of this. And then I change it. And then he can, mm -hmm. he wasn't telling me what to do, but he was, kind of trying to guide me as to what they were envisioning for their EP cover. And I was trying to give that to them. So I wasn't, right. he's like, can you make it darker? And we want it more, more static. Like you're watching it through a bad TV. And you know, so it was very guided and it was my first time ever doing anything like that. So uh, it was a good experience, I think for both of us. Um, so you all have, so when I used to do radio, I know that bands send you free stuff. I do. And do you get uh, albums? 
they sometimes they're really strange. Um, there's a guy that on Twitter that was really mad that I would tell him whether I liked his album or not. That was pretty funny, but (laughs) (laughs) finally I listened to it after he, um, angrily unfollowed me and, uh, it was not really, it was some kind of guy with his keyboard, just, you know, you know, like a Mortal Kombat when you just start mashing the buttons because you don't know how to play. Oh, (laughs) but there, but for real, some of the stuff is great. Core Deluxe, the band we mentioned earlier, they, they were like, here's our album. And I was Uh like, wow, this is really kind of like slow dive or My Bloody Valentine a little bit. So sometimes people send us stuff that's really impressive. Uh, it's not all bad, but, you know, the, you, I guess you always remember. Oh my, God, my cat. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I think. <laughs> I also have a cat. I, I would out say right that okay. Cordelux, in terms of their discography and their EPs, they have some really excellent art for what they do. It's unique. It's different. And it's, and it's very high quality. It up right now. Um, Dawn is, from the the band, singer, is the a, an artist, and she's uh, the guitarist as well. She uh, she actually did. She gave me a painting of CBGBs that's in my my new apartment. That's really good. And there's a, a famous local club called the Cat's Cradle that she did a really cool uh, painting of as well. So she's a very talented artist. Oh yeah, I love. There's a, a it might be a poster white on black sort of artwork um that's cool yeah i love that um do you have like favorite album artists is that something that you because i know you're you're into like a bunch of new music which is why i like your show because i'm interested in learning new stuff because my show centers on a lot of people who are dead (laughs) i heard they're kind of hard to interview (laughs) sometimes (laughs) They are, you know, you got to do the research and, um, (laughs) but I know I wish, I wish I had a Barney Bubbles hologram. Hold on. My cat is screaming. I have to let him out real quick. That was Tropical Fuckstorm. Oh, that was an amazing show. It was really good. I wanted to go so so bad. Every time there's a good show there, I work and I can't get out of it because bummer. Yeah. We got to go to a show soon. Hopefully they'll come back. And one that Matt introduced me to on his show and became me and my one of my sister's favorite bands is an all-Australian band of nurses. Whoa. And these nurses formed a punk rock band called Worst Nurse. Worst as in, like, the wiener, W-U-R-S-T. Great band. <laughs> uh, my sister's a nurse. I work in a hospital, so... With all, with all of that, um, they're really good too. They're pretty yeah, hard they have, and abrasive. <laughs> they have a great song called "Fresh Out of Bedpans." Fresh out of bedpans, <laughs> yeah. definitely worth listening to. Yeah, you love that one. So, aww. They, they also have a funny one called um, "Hot Doctor." Oh my <laughs> That's gosh, really good. That's so funny. Nurse. And what was really neat about Worst Nurse is, um, you know, when I work in hospital, part of my in my older role, I would go to a lot of like cardiac arrests and codes and you would hear like the defibrillator machines and the, all the sounds and they would incorporate that into their music, Wow! which, oh. um, which made it really cool. I made it more relevant for me, I suppose. I love their photo shoots with their nurse uniforms. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're great. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, they wear their nurses outfits and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I love that they use umlauts. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's great. That's oh nice. yeah, if you don't have umlauts, I can't take you seriously. That's, you know. <laughs> I, I found have some like favorite uh goofy album covers Yay! okay cool if i may show you a few of those yes love it uh here is 
Healthy and Wealthy with uh, Mr. Slim <gasps> Goodbody, if you know Slim oh, Goodbody. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and uh, there's some great, it shows these villains on the back. Uh, there's, uh, let's see, there's Sarah Bellum and, uh, let's see, what is, there's go- the Gobbler and stuff, and I guess they make you eat junk food. And Early annoyed. Sarah Hartburn and her scheming theatrical agent Sal Soda. <laughs> so that's it's quite a uh, quite an album uh that would album be a name. good halloween costume is that bodysuit with all the organs and stuff oh that would absolutely and also have the, these weird compilations have you seen mini pops oh that's a good band though it, mini pop mini pops it's uh this one is a 80s compilation of children singing pop popular songs of the era and it's kind of like Kids Bop of the 80s, but Canadian. Oh. And <laughs> there's this kid dressed up as Adam Ant. <gasps> and <laughs> there's, there's some, uh, uh, this, this kid is dressed as Steve Miller for their Abracadabra, uh, which oh, is just <laughs> right. random. Oh, my God. He looks like a little and Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. He, does, he does. And I actually have another one. This one I think I like even better because it has... Uh, the Buggles. Video Kill the Radio <gasps> says I'm dressed as the Buggles. What? And ABBA. They're g- and um, Madness. Oh, Madness. dressed as Madness. Baggy trousers. And who's in the top right corner? That's creepy. This is 9 to 5. I guess that's she's singing Dolly Parton, but she's not really wearing the Dolly Parton wig, so there you go. Those. And there's uh, well, these two are just kind of very 60, so I love them. This is a Zodiac Cosmic Sounds. I love Which is all 60 psychedelic songs about each astrological sign. Mm. So that's great. Yeah, love that. And this one uh, is just a compilation of 60s hits at the time, but I love the artwork so much. Whoops. Super Here hits. We go. Booker T. I just love how cool. And... Oh, I love that. I, these are the kind of albums I buy just for the cover. Right. And uh, this one, just a random one, but I love it. Uh, Tobacco A Go-Go. It's all 60s garage rock from North Carolina. Oh, wow. Very very cool. Yeah, and it's not even on, I think you could hear it on YouTube, but it's not on Spotify or anything like that. Well, probably no one famous, but uh, there's some bands called The Bondsmen, um, The Dukes, The Nightwalkers. They, there's some great songs on here, but it was ne- it was all stuff I'd never heard of before. It was all pretty unknown, but uh, very. And it's got actually got a story about each um, band on the back there. This is one to uh, use to train your parakeet or your bird. Oh, is Frankenstein there? <laughs> <laughs> what? And there's all some great. So how do you train the, the bird? So have you listened to that? What is it? Not yet. Uh, I should, but I haven't put it on. And the the actually the back cover is great with this uh, parrot in this suit. Love that it. That is adorable. I want to see great. if I can find that on YouTube. When I was a kid, my parents had a beach house in, uh, there's a place here called Baldhead Island. And it's, you have to take a ferry there. There's no cars allowed on the island. Everyone drives golf carts. And there's alligators everywhere. It's a weird place. But um, there was a guy in the neighborhood who looked like an old, drunken Ernest Hemingway kind of character. He was just like an eccentric, rich, you know, old man. And he, uh, he had a parrot named Pedro and his parrot would just ride around. He was on his shoulders. He would just go everywhere. And they were both always doing this weird maniacal laugh. So 
it just kind of <laughs> it's just one of those memories that sticks out of my head and then you, you know? wonder do they know what a laugh is like do they understand what they're doing at all on any level right and this guy would go golfing with this parrot he would just go literally everywhere with him so oh i wonder if you took it to the casino if it would help you cheat i could see him drinking <laughs> some like having a martini or something while that parrot was on his shoulder i could definitely oh wets his beak a little bit right <laughs> <laughs> some for you some for me oh my gosh that's funny do you have any more i love these um let's see i had I love a novelty gatefold as well like the um one of my favorites is the harry nelson dracula son of nelson oh i don't i don't know that one. his arms like make this cake it's like the gatefold is his um big bat wings in front and you unfold yeah. his arms and it's this whole thing you know album art yeah and oh that's really the cool. soundtrack to a horrible movie he made with ringo Starr. <laughs> and all the stuff. No, I, I need to hear that. Yeah, apparently. and some of them are like just Harry Nilsson staples, but other ones are songs from the movie that are just ridiculous. Like, oh, Ringo wrote this one. <laughs> no, I'll have to check that out. The there yeah. was one I couldn't find, but have you heard this? There's a band from the '60s called uh, Coven. Have you? Heard oh that? yeah, I love Coven. I love that album. The Witchcraft destroys minds. Reapsoul. That's such a cool album. Love and then that. Gatefold has like a weird satanic sacrifice on it do they are is that the band that has there's a couple of them i get mixed up is that the one that has a song black sabbath yeah and the bass player's name is oz osborne which whoa best really best with my brain when i i saw that because <laughs> this was before way before i think before yeah. even the first black sabbath album came out so absolutely yeah it's old uh what's the cool part of are you in raleigh so I actually just moved to Carborough, which is a tiny little uh, kind of hippie town right outside of Chapel Hill. And I know Durham and Chapel, I guess Durham is is uh, where Durham and the Chapel Hill Carborough areas where a lot of the shows are. Um, I'm about a 30 minute walk from there's a club here called the Cat's Cradle. And it's a kind of a legendary club that, you know, Nirvana played there right before they hit big. and Still, still going strong, and they have uh, yeah. I just got this shirt, uh, Stereo Lab played there a few weeks ago. Oh, cool! Yeah, did you? And they were amazing. I did an episode about Julian House, their designer, and I included the. Oh, ins- I haven't heard that yet. It's there. I have. I've included the story about the character on your shirt, where that came from. Oh, cool! I'll yeah, have to, I'll have to listen to that. It's crazy. It's. I think it's a um, a Finnish newspaper. Um, it was a a panel comic and it was this character that would appear in this comic. And, um, yeah, I don't even remember. It was a while ago, but yeah, listen to that episode. It's pretty interesting. I I guess I had to toot North Carolina's horn because you asked about you know, hip areas. Um, right around this area, Carborough Chapel Hill, uh, Super Chunk is from here. And uh, Archers of Love. Um, right, right, okay. And we, yeah, there's been, um, Polvo is from here as no well. No way! I yep, loved Polvo back in They're the from 90s. Right down the road for me. Shut here, so. up. Yeah, Exploded I, Drawing was like, I was obsessed with that record and the record cover. But yeah, so there's a lot of great stuff that's come out of this area. Um, there's also a really great uh, country singer named Sarah Shook. So it's Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, and it's kind of like old school outlaw country. Oh, nice. And yeah, so there's uh, there's definitely a lot of interesting stuff that is currently or has come out of this area. I thank you for yeah, Sarah. Sarah Shook is solid. She is great. I'll look it up. I will vouch on that one. <laughs> Love it. Show me some uh, covers, Chris. What'd you grab? All right. So I just grabbed a quick handful. So this one is uh, a band called Gorilla Toss. Oh, yeah. And this 
from their album Eraser Stargazer. It's kind of this really weird, jazzy album. It's hard to define a genre. And that's the back of it. Oh, I love that. But Let me the see colors the back are vibrant. Again. It looks like airbrush. Yeah, the back. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, but this is an album I really recommend. One of the uh, guy named Maddie at School Kids Records recommended that, and I bought it. I've been hearing uh, that. Matt knows one of my favorite. One of my favorite bands is a Japanese psychedelic rock band called Kikagakamoyo, which uh, is Japanese for geometric patterns. But this is one of their albums with the artwork on it. Amazing, like a painting, right? And that's from their album uh, Masana Temples. And they're just concluding, I think, their final tour. They're ending their tenure as a band. They said, we've done everything we wanted to do, but they put out a handful of albums. Yeah. Uh, another album cover, which... This is a punk compilation. Let Them Eat Jelly Beans. I remember that one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. There's some uh, Ronald Reagan on there. That's... Yeah. I don't know, this is probably one of my most unique album covers i would say just yeah it does give you that punk i would say it gives you that punk zine feel i remember oh, that yeah, comp. Sure. who's on it uh who's on it uh let me see it's list? practically faded oh we got black flag bad brains dead kennedy circle jerks the subhumans. Yeah. so yeah there's some really good Good mm. bands here. I haven't had to play this in, like, I played this in a couple of years. Awesome. Dust it off. But even their inner liner notes have that that 80s underground zine kind of feel to it. Matt will appreciate this one. I have no idea who James Last is, but we have James Last Super Party Pack from k <laughs> <laughs> James um, Last. I, I mean, it just oozes that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my God. I want to party that with guy. that guy. I do, too. <laughs> I feel like I have. Continuous Dancing, is that the name of the record? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It just puts it on the bottom, Continuous Dancing. But I Never think the name stop. of the album is James Last Super Party Pack. Okay. It's got John Continuous Lennon Dancing and, is the recommendation. Yeah, right? it's that's just a the, little. But they, <laughs> that's the instructions. Instructions, yeah. But I, I love those really cheesy KTEL records. I, I just have a soft spot for them. Where's KTEL out at? Like, what's the deal with KTEL? KTEL was a K, uh, is out of Canada. Hmm. And they've had over a billion dollars in net sales. And they don't even make money making out these compilation albums anymore. They license music now. Oh, wow. Hmm. So, but, but in the... 70s and 80s, you know, you'd have radioactive 80s awesome hits from the 80s like with the police and Genesis and stuff like that. I probably have a (laughs) few of those. (laughs) I think if you have a turntable, you're required by federal law to have at least one KTEL compilation. (laughs) A couple of more is uh, one of my favorite album covers. Um, and this person's been popular as of lately, thanks to Stranger Things, which is Kate Bush. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's her album, Never Forever. And I just love all the these mythological and magical animals just flying out from her dress. Love it. Which I think is, which is great. I think this was what defines a really good album cover in many ways. Yeah, and it sounds and the way, yeah, it looks the way it sounds. It's yeah, it it does, and to me, that's one of the hallmarks of what makes a good album cover sure. is that it captures the music, the aesthetics of the music, so to speak. And the last one I'll, I guess I'll show is another classic. Aww. This is a uh, "Bitches Brew" by Miles Davis. Did you research on the artist? That's so iconic. Yeah. That's just so good. It opens up. But, and this isn't even my favorite Miles Davis album, but the artwork on it is is just Fantastic. amazing. And yeah. this is his fusion, kind of improv fusion phase, and it's it's really good. Yeah, the power of album art 
is, I mean, it was for commerce, but no, subsequently we've fully identified music by it. And I think it's a way for an artist or a band to make a statement before you even hear the music. If it's done right, you know, if it's just, if it's well done and it captures you immediately, it can say, this is about, this is what you're looking at is what you're going to be experiencing very shortly. And then when you put it on there, hopefully the art on that album or the, you know, the art painting photography or whatever that makes that album cover will play out. I know there's been some Um, great album covers where the music has let me down where this is not at all what I was expecting. Here's my last one for an album cover. The last one and this one I did kind of more as a joke. But my mom went to, her friend gave her like 50 albums and she just dumped them on my doorstep one day. And most of them were, they were crap. But this one I kept, it's the album, I Should Have Been Crucified. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to By the Centurions. I mean, this looks pretty metal. <laughs> wow. I mean, even some of the song names, like Should... The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. However, oh. when you play it, it's like this old timey gospel church music. <laughs> yeah, the title though, I, I'm thinking like, oh, that would be like a King Diamond album. I know. I should have been crucified. <laughs> you could um, put it on, frame it, and put it on your wall upside down. Oh, that would be amazing! Yeah, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> oh. Oh, I did have yeah. Let me one see. more here. Uh, Village People's Renaissance album. Whoa. Um, yes. Which I don't know, have I don't know, have you heard this one clearly? No. Uh, well, not. they, you know, with disco. Well, as you know, disco uh, sadly died in the early eighties. Um, I guess they were desperate to stay with the trend, so they. Uh, there's a song in here called "Food Fight," which is a um, village people's attempt at a punk rock new wave <gasps> song. What? Uh, I'm putting <laughs> it's called it food amazing. fight. I will vouch for that. And look at the back; like they're just totally. It's I don't know Chris what Gaines. This is their Chris <laughs> Gaines album. <laughs> and the Food Fight song is hilarious. It sounds like they're trying to be Devo or, right. um, you know, Oingo, Oingo Boingo or something right. kind of like that. <laughs> um, but it's, I have it's to be honest, really funny. I think that's my, I think Food Fight is probably my favorite Village People song. <laughs> <laughs> Food fight. Oh my God. But there's nothing better than a food fight, too. Just chaos. <laughs> Especially when that song's That's what background. they thought of for their punk song. <laughs> it's the most unvillage people, village people song. Uh, like there's, if you heard it, there's no way you'd be like, oh, it's a village. Like you wouldn't, if you didn't know what it was, you would think, oh, this is just some weird 80s song, you know? Well, in my, I just, um, was reminded the other day about my the Spitz episode where um, we talk about how they covered a song from an episode of Chips where there was a battle of the bands and this <laughs> punk band which was totally fake. It's all actors, right? With like lame fake mohawks or whatever. Um, and they made this song called "I Dig Pain" and it's actually a good <laughs> song. And so the Spitz covered it, and we're like, where did that come from? <laughs> And we looked up the um, actors from that episode, and they're just like regular actors. They're not a band, so it's kind of weird. There's a there is an episode of Chips where uh, one of the forget the characters, but she's. uh, I remember I posted a clip of it because I was I used to DJ New Wave Night, and um, she was like, "Oh, we're we're um, my band's playing tonight," and uh, Eric Estrada's like, "Oh, are you a punk band?" She's like, "No, we're not punk." we're new wave. We just, we just want to hang out and have a good time. You know, we're not trying to be negative or <laughs> Aww. we're just like Blondie. We're just trying to hang out and have fun, you know, oh, they, that's uh... fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny the way they viewed punk as like some type of threat to society. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like that uh, infomercial from the 90s, you know, for, uh, hey, let's, let's listen to something hard. I got this album called Punk. And it's got like Modest <laughs> Mouse and what? Crowded House, Simply Red. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it has Huey Lewis in the news, my favorite punk band. Oh, the best punk band. <laughs> but it's called Punk. Um, so what is the first, this is what I ask all my guests, what is the first album cover you each remember, like, that made an impression on you? that um, kind of uh, what you couldn't stop looking at for a kid. Like maybe when you were a kid, if your parents had records around. The Really the first one that stuck out to me was actually both by Nirvana. Uh, when I was a kid in the 90s, uh, I, the, the cover for Nevermind and In Utero I saw, and I'd never seen, a, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal now, but at the time I hadn't seen anything like that. Because we were listening, I grew up in my house, we were listening to, you know, 80s soft rock Rod Stewart yeah. and <laughs> Phil Collins. So we weren't, you know, I wasn't hearing, you know, Black Flag or anything like that yet. So I I saw the cover for In Euro and I was like, whoa, this is crazy looking. And, you know, of course, never mind. It's very, obviously a very um, recognizable album cover. But those were kind of the first two that stuck out to me. The first album cover that... I really remember that had kind of an impact on me it was and it, to the point where I actually bought the album was Ghost in the Machine by the Police, which, you know, a simple album with three LCD symbols re representing the band. And it's become one of my favorite albums of all time at, at that. So right. that there one was stuck like with a little, my entire life. There was a little sting one with hair, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I never noticed that. I'd... Yeah, and How did I not notice the hair? Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you think about it, you know, the album came out in 1981. And the, this was the police's fourth studio album. And their first three albums, I had liked them, but the covers are, are not that great. It's just the police, just a, a picture of them. Yeah, and Regatta de Blanc was like the triangle... Or, yeah, or yeah, was it the and, blue and one? Mandata and Outlandos right. But all their first three albums are just a photograph of the band close up. And this one, I think, is innovative because it's the same thing. Yeah. But they did it in a very different way. Very 80s. It's, yeah. It's still the band, but an artistic expression of the band. And that that has grabbed me the minute I saw it and I bought the album. Yeah. I would say another album around that time that I really remember because uh, my sister had it and she actually had it on her wall, on her bedroom wall, was uh, Bad Music for Bad People by The Cramps. Yes. Yeah, with uh, By Steve Blickenstaff. He did the artwork on it. But that really ghoulish face in the bright yellow background. I love it. Oh, yeah. Iconic. I, yeah. But, so the first stuff that really stuck out to me was, you know, when I got to Nirvana, I started getting into more, um, you know, I guess weird alternative music, for lack of a better description. But, you know, I started listening to Black Flag and the, those album covers were crazy to me. Family, man. They were very dark. And Raymond, uh, is it Raymond Pettibon? Raymond Pettibon, yeah, it? I did an episode. He's an amazing artist, so. Yeah, weird dude, really great, prolific artist. He's still at it. He's still... He does. He has like a line of like towels at Target. Oh, does or through he? Target? I, maybe it was like a limited thing, but yeah. If you look it up, it's uh, one of his art pieces that's available. It's like a print towel. Sadly, not black flag towel. No, gosh, no. There's plenty <laughs> of black flag parodies, but um, oh yeah. So where can my listeners find your show and and follow you and find out? Uh, What's coming up? So we have uh, probably most active on Instagram. It's Damage Goods Inc. Damage Goods Incorporated, and we're also on Twitter. Uh, and we have a website, DamageGoodsRadio.com, and we are the podcast. You can hear the full episodes on Spotify or Mixcloud, but you can find a link to that on DamageGoodsRadio.com. You don't feel like searching. You can link to the Mixcloud, right? There is links to it on the. Um, on the website so you can and mixcloud's free so you even if you if you don't have spotify you can listen for free on mixcloud you don't have to 
Um, you don't even have to sign up for an account or anything. Oh, so. I love that. Brad. And you can play it right from the website too. Cool. That's true. Thank you for joining me. Um, been really fun hearing about, uh, you know, your region and all the awesome bands. I got to look all these up and I know I don't have permission to put them in, but I'll at least use the artwork. Oh, and Merge Records. I forgot to oh. give them a shout out. They're from the area as well. So that was the other one I forgot. Awesome label. Yeah. All right, y'all. Enjoy your Saturday. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Bye. You as well. Bye. Bye.